The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors. Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. everybody we're back for some more from the mouths of madness and uh as always with me we've got fu hunter what's up bitches mm. and for the first time on from the mouths of madness we've got the other co-host from beautiful disasters we got her Grutz. hell yeah man it's about fucking time i'm i'm ready <laughs> yeah this, and it, actually this whole episode idea was something that I feel like both Hunter and I had a concept of, but Groots was just like, no, we need to do a fucking episode on this shit. And I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right, because there's too much baller-ass horror that is like not being acknowledged for what it is that we need to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. And yes, it has been... The horror genre has been stepping up its game so hard in the last 10 years, and we need to recognize that. And unfortunately, my podcast is about bad movies, so it doesn't really fit there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, on. it's a fun. It, your podcast <laughs> is fun as fuck. I've been on like three episodes, and I've enjoyed every one of Do them. Do I have to defend? Not all the movies are bad, <laughs> mind well, well, you. They're uh, good, they're bad. Pretty bad. They're, they're good, bad. They're good, bad. Um, <laughs> I watch Mom and Dad over and over again. Okay, fair. That that, that movie is fucking awesome. Yes. We watched. My wife and I watched that uh, with the kid, and he got up and was like. I don't feel comfortable and went to his room <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so fucked, dude. But it, it was one of those movies that let Nicolas Cage be Nicolas Cage. It's so funny, though. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's and, a couple of gems that I wouldn't say bad movies, but for the most part, yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. So the guy that, like, you know, started talking at the beginning of this, the, the sultry, low voice. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah. Your host, Lowdown Brown. I'm the co-host, man. You're my co-host, baby. Hey, you, you do the talking. We be jiving. All right. We all right, be driving, cool. bro. Yeah. Wonder yeah, Twins good, activate. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do I get white with it? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, guy. <laughs> yes, I am uh, I am the one of the hosts of From the Mouths of Madness. This is, I am Lowdown. And the topic we're talking about is we wanted to really bring to light this new renaissance of horror that we've had over the last, I, I was thinking about it earlier, fucking five years, roughly. Yeah, I, I think it really got to start around 2010. Oh, so, oh, that's not five years. That's like 10 years. So I've been looking at stuff from the last <laughs> decade, basically. Okay. But I didn't have to go any further back than that, really. Yeah. I mean, because it's been so prolific recently that, I mean, this this renaissance in horror where they're making high art cinema is really interesting. And they're get, these movies are getting a lot of acclaim, a lot of awards attention, all this kinds of stuff. It's fucking amazing no you're right i mean but i feel like past like five years ago it was like the diamond in the rough you know what i mean those these movies were the ones that were like it was like one but like composed to now where we're getting like at least three four maybe five of like jesus fucking where you walk away of of seeing it and you feel fucking slightly broken like you're like oh no okay you did what you're supposed to yeah <laughs> it's psychological fuck you dude oh god well we had a few early on like um Aronofsky did Black Swan in 2010. God damn, that was a good movie. Which yeah. God, that was is such 10 years ago. a psychological <laughs> horror flick. It really is. It took the story of Swan Lake, but turned it into a horror movie brilliantly. 
left me with chills after I saw it in the theater. It shows you the ruthless, the competitive world of ballet dancing that I yeah. never knew about. With an Aronofsky twist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm yeah, just saying. Big time. <laughs> Better but than the mother twist. The mm. fact that he was able to make that movie, you know, after making some indie flicks up to that point, you know, I think he uh, the movie right before that was The Wrestler, which was a smaller movie. It was very good. Damn, I forgot about that shit. But, the Wrestler's good, dude. Yeah, no, it's good. But Michael really made, did work. Yeah. yeah, he made a... a Big budget looking movie. I don't know how much the budget was. It was probably like 15, 20 million or mm-hmm. whatever, but it did really well and it got a lot of acclaim and it deserved it. So, and and that kind of started off the decade. And you, you know, talking, speaking of Black Swan, the response it got. So, from horror fans, you had solid response, at least from my end of it. Like, as a horror fan going into it, I was like, oh, wow, this is horrifying as fuck. But from the other port portrayal of it, which was from Natalie Portman's character of being of wanting to be training and trying to be the best, there's that whole other aspect of it, and that started being brought into horror where there's this huge level of emotion that got brought into it, mm-hmm. which adds to it. If you think about it, the anxiety that is added from that makes it even scarier, and especially in today in today's age. Like I took um, someone to see that, and. They, there, there was literally tears in their eyes afterwards, and I asked what was up. It was like that was so, it was such an emotional roller coaster, as well as it was horrifying because it was a reality. And way that movie's portrayed, if you're, you know, a, a, it's, it's in, a, it's in a female world, right? Which mm-hmm. we, which us as men have no fucking idea about. We don't. Men try to no. act like no. We, have, I have zero idea. Actually, about, I can explain it to you. Yeah, if yeah, you no, really don't, don't mansplain that. <laughs> you, you can't. Um. So respect to that, but also just. The horror that's added to that, the competitiveness, the being best thing, like I feel like it, it just kept one up, one upping itself, and that's where she came from. And I'm like, oh, that's an awesome. I, I want to hear that. I wanted to hear that perspective because that never crossed my fucking mind. Uh, the first weekend that I spent with my now wife Jody Yankee Blue Jeans, uh, I was like, hey, do you want to come to this horror convention? This was when Horrifying was in Maryland mm. years back. This is. 2011 and she we went to the con together and 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 we finished up the con we, we had such a good time you know it's that first sort of like getting to know each other pre-relationship you know sort of bonding and i was like you know what um i have another couple days off this might sound really weird but as we're driving down south from maryland do you want to stop at my folks place we'll spend the night and there's this movie that you haven't seen and she used to do ballet black swan i went to a best buy i never do this i paid fucking top dollar for the release that had just come out on dvd oh, it was like 23 dollars i don't oh, that sound like you at all oh, no. but I did it. at the store you didn't have it mailed <laughs> to your house no no I, wow. I, I went to a store bought it and not only did she have to like meet my parents the first fucking weekend we hung out kind of weird but (laughs) but we watched that movie and yeah because it's that damn good it is it is that fucking good it really is but i I never thought about you're right that did kind of and and let lo and behold it's fucking aronofsky that uh you know Mm -hmm. is the one who kind of (laughs) spearheaded like unknowingly I, i think it opened doors is what it did yeah because it allowed for this movie that was that was it, it hit all these different worlds where you know it, it's it's a it's a ballet mo- it's it's around ballet, so you've got like 
highfalutin artsy folks that'll be like, oh, it's a ballet movie. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a superbly dark psychological thriller. It, I think it really paved the way for what we got from Jordan Peele and all kinds of things to come. Now, in, in fairness, because I got to give the man his due, if you're talking about because it's a ballet movie, why wasn't everybody on Suspiria's tip? Because, hey, there was some solid dan- there was some solid ballet in that fucking movie. Well, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> do want to talk about the, the remake of Suspiria because <laughs> yeah. hey, well. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Dude, the contortions they got for the fuck- that fucking scene. It was outstanding. Oh, my God. That fucking hurt me. Like watching that physically hurt me. I'm like, ah, the ah. thing I mostly appreciated about that was the fact that they didn't try to copy. Nope. Argento. They did not. Cause you can't. It's Argento. You can't don't fuck. Don't, don't know. You should. No, the That's 19 the best remakes are pretty much don't original. Yeah. Don't copy. Yeah. Do your own style with that shit. Yep. The 77 movie is impeccable. You can't fuck with it. They went in an entirely different direction um, with the basic plot in place and made an amazing movie that I thought was chilling. It was long, but it was fucking amazing. No, I, I do agree. I thought that was a very, as far as remakes go and somebody who I, I am mostly against remakes unless, but lately I've been getting proven wrong with like the right person behind it. It's, they've been really good. And that is an example that, I mean, you've got the it remake. You, I mean, those guys are putting the fucking work in. It's like, we're not just trying to rehash this shit. No, like I've got a vision for this. That right. hopefully is going to just put the original on a pedestal. Like it's like I love this work. Let me make. Let me do what I can to make it shine. It's like Not, a fan, it's like a fan film as opposed yeah. to like like oh uh, this looks like an easy subject to just remake. Like it, exactly. Pet like, Cemetery. Like, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> that was Hunter and I high fiving because <laughs> fucking Pet Cemetery sucked dick. <laughs> They're like, let's take yeah. the original movie. They didn't fuck it up enough. Let's can <laughs> yeah, we fuck it up? Just... See, they had plenty of opportunities to fuck up that movie some more. We just do. We'll do it ourselves. We can do a modern fuck up of that movie. Sure, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. This is wasting millions of dollars on bullshit. I saw that in the theater. Oh, what a waste! What a waste! I know. What a waste! I know. Yeah, I waited to like the DVD before I got that. Um. So okay, I do want to get a movie out of the way that I felt was trying to delve into this realm of horror. Yeah. This this. Making it more artsy. Hunter's already like Clint, the getting his like jaws ready to like yell about it because it really did try to delve stop into it. this. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to stop. Uh, it follows. God damn it. it! Oh yeah, it tried. It, it it tried to just get into that world and it puts it, me to sleep. As God, well. fucking sucks. I think the, the movie was well shot, and I think they got some good. <laughs> they got some good uh, suspense out of it. But ultimately, it fell flat at times. Wait, wait. So by shot well, you mean do a 365 times before we actually hone in on our fucking uh, uh, the center of the of the shot. I think it was like, it was it, it was in that year where everyone was trying to make a movie that looked kind of like the 1980s, but but more. Oh yeah, like, no, it, cinema, it goes into that, you know. And but still, fuck that movie. I mean, like, yeah, fuck that movie. I understand when you are tempted <laughs> to do. Su- like suspenseful scenes, but something has to actually fucking happen. Right. Yeah, and we he was just low down, just talking about the camera going around and around. But if nothing fucking happens, <laughs> I too can make that movie with my phone, where I just 
go around in a circle and nothing fucking happens. I don't need to sit in a fucking theater seat and watch that shit, all right? I'll say I don't hate it, it, but it's not my favorite. All right. I say I do hate it, and I I honestly have tried to rewatch it. Like, just, I know it might shock you. I did try to rewatch it because I thought maybe it was an off day, and I just wasn't, you know, into it at the time because it was something different, right? Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'll give it another shot because I'm not unfair. Fuck that movie, dude. I can't, fuck that movie. I can't do it. <laughs> God damn it. But since I got that out of the way, unless you have something else to add to the, to the no, chicanery we, we can, of the we movie. We can move on to okay. any other movie. Uh, I, I appreciate your, your slight positivity, Groots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Hold on. We try to avoid that movie at all costs. I got to give it up to Lodown. No, this I is feel like, you. This is like he's, going, he's moved to the second step, which is to face... Acceptance? <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's a thing that came out and it was trying to... It, it it did go into the vein of that more artistic it was trying. realm. It was trying. It was. So I've got to at least give it that credit. It tried. Even though I think it fell on its fucking dick, it tried. However, in 2015, mm. we got The Witch. We got... Booyah, Ro- bitches! Robert Eggers oh. delivered coming out of nowhere. Like, oh. nobody heard of this guy. He delivered a movie set in... Uh, like early, early Protestant co- colonial, new, new, yeah, New, new World England. fucking colonial New England, yeah. That was outstanding. It was beautifully shot. It would like they their attention to detail on the actual dialogue and cadence of that time tra- transported me back in time. Yep, one hundred percent. Like for people that aren't into watching like foreign films or films with any kind of heavy accent. You might have to crank the volume up because, like, they are on point with that, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm eating that shit up, dude. I'm like, ah, feed me, like, yes, give me that, give me that, that, that nuance of being uh, the, 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 the time. If you're gonna do a timepiece, give me all of the time, right, right. And actually, that is also the shortest of the newer films we're gonna talk about. It was only 93 minutes. It was an hour and 33 minutes long, but it was like such an experience. Like, it felt like you were in it forever. It right? felt like a weird documentary even though obviously could be a documentary <laughs> because he filmed it in like actual like real light like yeah no yeah. tricks it was just yeah so it felt like this weird hey follow this fucked up family as they you know shit goes wrong for them out in the fucking woods like yeah i might be wrong but i think they actually shot he actually shot it on film yeah he did which is why it looks so beautiful yeah and sorry sorry listeners if i gush too much about this movie i am wearing the shirt tonight because it's the fucking witch like yeah like on the sleeve, it says, D- "Would you like to live deliciously?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was a great fucking line." It's talk so, about I mean, the first time you watched that. All right, holy fuck, yeah, dude! <laughs> like, come on, man, uh, it's so good. And yes, that is when I'm sure as my fellow panelists were just like, "Oh yeah, I'm in for this kind of shit." Can I mean, we get it already more had the whole movie's just creepy as shit, you know, just yeah. all the build up, it's all the dark. They're already they're but already can... they've already been cast out. There's a whole there's a whole level of but like you negativity that, has been cast on the family. Which, by the way, helpful that they took the creepy ass, um, you know, breastfeeding sister from Game of Thrones and were like, "Here, yeah. you're already creepy as shit. Let's put you in another fucking oh, role." Yeah, she was in the veil, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dirty, dirty. Dude. Breastfeeding your kid at like thirteen. Yeah. yeah. But you already kind of had that. Like you, as soon as you see her, you're like. Mm-hmm. She, we, I don't, I haven't heard her say anything or be a bad person, but there's something that's already fucking sketchy about her. So, and at one point in the movie, you're like, they're all crazy. 
Like you're you're thinking as a viewer, no, like just crazy. And then all of a sudden, like you know the illusions that are set and like she's letting the fucking crow pick at her fucking nipple and she's like raw and like the nipple's gone and oh. then and then the goat just he, satan just shows himself you're like oh you motherfucker philip philip dude the it was uh, you black philip black philip motherfucker the, the creep factor on that movie was so high oh and the ending too oh my god when she's just like rising into the fucking sky and like when you're like no, there's like only one witch that was in the woods and she was young and then she used that trick to, and she was actually old and haggard and there's there like fucking, what, eight of them in the fucking seance at the end? You're like, yeah. what the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah, good stuff. I saw good that. Stuff. So we don't need to do a spoiler alert or... It was 26... 15? <laughs> 15, yeah. I think. I'm yeah. just yeah. fucking around. You know yeah. how I feel about spoilers. No, it was 16. It was 16. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I bought it on Blu-ray. I remember it was a Black Friday sale, and it was a newer movie that came out that year. Black Philip uh, Friday sale? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Now, we were talking about The Witch. I got to go... I got to stay with my boy Eggers and just go right into The Lighthouse. I just oh watched that God. today. Really? Literally, today, like four hours ago, I finished it. Holy shit. Like... I, I felt like my brain was scrambled to watch that movie. And, but, and all right, oh I, I expected a performance from Willem Dafoe, but what I got from Robert Pattinson, motherfucker. Oh, like, I have, I have so, no complaints about him. He, no. is, he has been great. It, in the last, like, five years, he has delivered great performances nonstop. So Edward, Edward does a good job. <laughs> fuck you. Sorry, come no, on, man. After I seeing you. this, specifically, <laughs> I've got to say fuck you, because right. he kills it. That storyline... Talk about your ultimate cabin fever story. I don't know if there could be another cabin fever story to top this fucking movie. Honestly, it's impossible. Like, holy shit! The isolation, the madness. Oh. Every part of that movie makes you just want to take a shower. Seriously, <laughs> you you literally just feel dirty. And you're covered in sea salt and fucking seaweed. Oh god! Like, I love it. I and, love that and fucking it, movie. And it shot like. It was made in 1930. Oh yeah, it cut the bars on the sidebars. Yeah, like it's like, not yeah. it's not a widescreen. No, it, no. It, it's literally like a. I don't even think it's a four by three. I think it's like a th- yeah. like It's a box. We'll have bars right here, like. But it's it, HD. It's just the way they shot it. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. Oh. It's a gorgeous myth. Again, shot on film, gorgeous. And they hardcore utilize the black and white effect too. Like there's oh, times yeah. when Willem Dafoe is like sitting down and half his face covered in darkness and the yep. black and white effect. It's totally why they did that, right? Like, And it did get nominated for best cinematography. And it should win. It should it win. It should it win. It was beautiful. It it's was beautiful. Goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. So when Lowdown told me the subject of what we were going on tonight, the first movie that popped in my head yeah. of the past five years came out, what, two years ago? Hereditary. Yes. Oh, yes. That like literally as yes. soon as the subject of this episode, that was the movie that I said that like so that's my That's a big one, one that needs some discussion. Absolutely. There was such a huge reaction when that movie came out. I just watched that towards the end of 2019 and um, first time? First time Ooh. and I I <laughs> uh, you almost want to have a reaction uh, camera next to somebody like, in well, that specific scene. Well, so all right, so watching Hereditary, and I just watched Midsummer last night, and oh, no, but I so seen that yet. these movies we're gonna we're gonna go into bam to bam because there is there is some serious connection in that. I mean, outside of the director, but like just, Ari, Ari Aster, yeah, Aster, just, but outside of the director, the way those movies fucking handle their story, like. You don't know, 
All right, so you watch Hereditary, and like they show the kid in the trailer, and I mean, spoiler of nobody has listened has seen this, but I mean, it's, it, it came out. It's been over a year, whatever. And then the kid's pretty much dead within the Cap, first fifteen yeah, minutes. Or Cap gets detated. Yeah. Yeah, yes. like ha- Cap like, gets decated. Yeah, Cap gets detated. Yeah. So she gets decapitated <laughs> by a fucking telephone pole. <laughs> Like within fifteen minutes. Well, it and was it was a little further in, but yeah, it was like was it? It, yeah, it was like forty minutes in. No, it was not forty it's, minutes in. It's about forty minutes. It, in. It's, okay, well, it didn't feel like it watching. I know. I'll say that it didn't feel like it watching. Yeah, yeah. Because you I, remember I everything after that happens because yeah. you're still in shock mode oh. when that happened. Jesus. Let me tell you about the panic attack I gave my wife. Oh God! Screening this movie at our house, where that scene happened. And she was like, no, 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 no. Got up. I paused the movie and she had like a laughing, crying fit in the kitchen. (laughs) And, you know, to my discredit, I was probably laughing because it was hilarious to me. But no, this movie seriously affected her. And which when I saw it in the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) but and. And it's Damn. Like, but it's like that, not just that specific thing happens, but you put yourself in that kid's, that guy's place and you're like, what do you do? You, the, like the reasoning just leaves him. Oh, I'm just going to go home. Shock. And go to bed. Yeah, I feel like I that's... I don't know how else yeah. to handle. Like, And then he wakes up like, to what? his mom screaming. That's fucked up. And you know, like, and that's the thing, as soon as it hits daylight and you hear that screaming, you're like, yeah, like yeah. you can't off ignore ca- it off camera. You can't hide this. She finds her dead daughter with without a head yeah. in a car. <laughs> of course, she's fucking insane. And you yeah. don't. And that's what's I especially appreciate about this director. You don't have to show the scene. You don't yes. have to go. Let's go a little extra on that gore. You don't have to do it. It's all set up. And just as a, as a throwback too, Eggers didn't have to either. There's a lot in the lighthouse. Uh, that is just not shown that is like so there's a constant like sound it reminds you of like Blade Runner 2049 or or the original Blade Runner where there's this like ominous sound and I think it's supposed to mimic steamboat sounds blowing their horn as they go by that but it's constant it like literally it's continually happening throughout the entire movie it's like the perpetual sound of the ocean as an ominous feature yeah yeah it's, and there's yeah. so much off-screen like shit that could just drive you insane and hmm. it was in hereditary as well like I, I, i'm saying oh, yeah. it's in hereditary as well they're they're not the same thing but both directors do something that is similar which i like that because there's there's mm-hmm. there's nuances where it separates them but also they're they're driving for the same thing right yeah things to just make you just go slightly crazy while you're watching this fucking movie. Which both of those movies were released by A24. Oh, which yeah. That, that studio has been oh. crushing it lately. Yeah. But well, um, all th- all, well, all three we've talked about, so if we'll, three is A24, which was A24 as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they have, uh, A24 had a sh- very short-lived podcast, but the two of those guys, those two directors, actually had a conversation on an episode and it's worth checking out. Like I want to hear that. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't I, know that happened. They had a lot How of fun. They're just kind of riffing on different things <laughs> they did and stuff. But yeah, no. A24 has been killing it. They're going to be represented a lot in this list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Because A24, they've they've been crushing it. And so going with Hereditary, like, and then the, move, the way the movie escalates where you've got, like, I mean, I'm sorry, the final 15 minutes of that movie, it's like, so the, the, between the, the mom finding the decapitated daughter... And then 
the start of the final 15 minutes is just like a descent into madness, right? She's like, yep. finds her best friend. She's trying to find a way to reconcile. She's also like trying to dig into all these weird things she's seeing and hearing and what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the last 15 minutes is just bam, like fucking. It's, it's a been, great psychological into supernatural. Yeah. It's the best way I could put it. Yeah. She'd been dealing with the death of her like overbearing mother who ends up being involved in this weird cult. cult thing and the family dynamic just breaks apart. Poor Gabriel Byrne. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Literally <laughs> took his name at heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Byrne. Yeah. Byrne. Like the, 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 the final scene with what's her face from uh, um... Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> sorry i had to go there what was what was that um what was uh what the actress's name she was in like united states of Terra. she's been in a bunch of shit the mom tony collette yeah, tony, tony collette, collette. that's yeah. tony collette like the way they shot her at the end where she's like in corners and shit like you don't even see her Dude, and then she moves like oh what the fuck that is probably my favorite shot of the entire movie when she is a shadow mm-hmm. on the ceiling everywhere of, of her son's bedroom? bedroom right and you don't notice it and she's there for like 30 40 seconds before you notice yeah oh yeah so, um one of my responsibilities sometimes when i watch these type of movies with uh charlotte is um when it gets too intense she'll cover her eyes and ask me to describe stuff and usually i'm like okay this is about to happen they're walking through this area but it's hard when it makes me jump describing me jumping because that fucking scene with her on the scene i was like so you're looking around oh fuck and i was like oh she's up there and i'm like trying to describe something and usually i'm very rational like oh the character's grabbing this and doing this but that like i reacted as i'm describing what the fuck's going because you it catches you off guard <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, no, that's exactly what it did. Because I remember watching, and I was like, "Oh, motherfucker!" Oh, and then it's like she moves, but then it's like there's just this creepy thing in every corner of the of the of the shot for the next like two minutes. You're like, "Stop! Go away!" That, like, that movie by far made the biggest impression on. Oh yeah, on that style of that kind of that style of horror movie that is just new and just inventive. Now the family and I watched uh, Midsummer. Yeah, same director last night. And have you have you seen that yet, Hunter? Because I mean, Hereditary is hardcore, but Midsummer has got some. No, no, I, I know. I've I've heard enough oh, things. I, I will be seeing. Jesus it soon. Christ, man! Like it. It's like a. It starts off okay. It starts off super fucking hardcore, unrelated to the actual storyline. So this the main character. She has a sister who's bipolar, and she got a text from her. Saying, like, I can't handle anymore, blah, blah, period, goodbye, period. That's mm-hmm. it. She's trying to get a hold of her. D- nothing happens. And uh, calls the boyfriend. You realize automatically the boyfriend's a douche. You're like, oh, you need to dump his ass. Clearly, you haven't been dating him long because he's a, he's a piece of shit. And then, as it moves on, um, they show what had happened. And the sister was apparently living with the parents. So both parents actually parked the cars in the garage. Go figure. Usually, it's just one car in the garage. They... she. Ties a hose to either of the fucking exhaust pipes, puts one hose in the parents' room, and duct tapes one to her fucking mouth. And that's what they fucking find. So, like, dude. So it's a murder-suicide, and this is just to start the movie. Yeah, that's the first ten minutes! The <laughs> okay. first ten minutes! So this does this sets the scene for the rest of the movie, which 
the rest of the movie really doesn't have anything to do with that. No. Other than it sets the fact that she has had this huge tragedy. She was having like problems with her boyfriend. And now her boyfriend feels compelled to take her on this trip that he was going to with his friends to uh, Sweden. I think Sweden. Or Sweden. Norway. Sweden. 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 Yeah. And then it becomes like a old school Wicker Man-esque cult oh, oh, definitely. They took situation. Some definite off. They took just some de- my language. They took man. some definite leans on Wicker Man. Like, there's a bear suit in this. Yeah. No, there is. There's a bear suit. Is, <laughs> is there a person in a bear suit punching women in the face? You know, we're, this is supposed to be one specific podcast where we're now blending into <laughs> beautiful disasters. You can well, start no, bringing we, a we had, we, we had know, the, uh, the uh, live, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, couple things they built that cult town for the movie so the mountains they built it from scratch i think they actually shot it in like eastern europe somewhere but right time of year looked right and i i just want to say the cinematography in this like the long shot of the big dining table outside oh the one where it's like it's like like, all those people and everything like the eat in sequence right it's perfection and it it has it's a slower build movie that just builds this sense of dread and like these Americans are over there and things definitely go off the fucking rails. And it it definitely builds a sense of dread by just seeing how out of the ordinary because it is a cult, right? There's right. no like there's no there's no getting around that. It's a fucking cult. But it's kind of like a weird hippie like earth friendly that ha- believes in like happy cult. hardcore violence because like the two elders being the hippie side of it, giving themselves back to the earth, but also they fall, they jump from a high cliff, and you see the head splatter against the boulder below. Right. And there's the horror aspect. They, they get to a, like there might be broken bones. In yeah, this. they get to a certain age. face. They get to a certain age, <laughs> and they feel like they have to like it's their time to go. Yeah, and it's an accepted Make, thing sure in, in their earth culture. Is happy. So yeah, what, yeah. it wasn't like they were forced. They walked off that cliff but they had to kill the one dude remember the wife jumps and she's dead because she lands right the dude doesn't and they have to take like this giant battering ram thing they have it's like i mean it's probably like seven feet long so they have like a backup they have a backup plan and they just bash him in the fucking head i'm like you didn't kill you didn't try to kill yourself correctly (laughs) so we have a little helper no no he just survived the 60 foot fall okay so onto, onto the rocks. So he like, missed. He missed half the rocks. Yeah. So you're, you're all fucked up. You're like, oh, this sucks. He's and like, like, here, let's help you out with a little pounding in your head. Okay. It was but, a mer- it was a mercy kill. Yeah. But at the same time, that's when you also find out that this, even though it like seems like there's a lot there's the for the cult there's a logic behind it. There's really not because then one dude starts freaking out. Then he disappears and his girl his girl's looking for him. And then she disappears, and then later on in the movie, you find that the dude is strung up with his lungs out of him, still alive. You see them breathing. Oh, dude, that imagery right there. Remember when he's in the shed? Oh, yeah. And his lungs are out of his body? I hate to dude, do this, but I'm going to have to put a spoiler warning on because I have not seen this movie yet, and I really want to see it. Yeah. All right? All right. I'm pretty so, sure so, this was at your theater at one point. I mean, it was. Dude. Yeah, as much as I work, come on, man. That does not mean anything. It's some dark shit, okay? And then the bear suit thing, it... It's at the end, so we won't go too into that. But anyway, for the director to do he did Hereditary, did Midsummer, both are stellar movies, both two totally different movies, but equally leave you feeling drained. Okay, like having watched Midsummer last night and watching Eggers 
lighthouse earlier today i was gonna go back and just revisit the witch because i've seen it i enjoy it i'm like i don't think i can handle that right now yeah like i don't think i can do this i need right something now. a little more happy go lucky like, what, yeah I, I i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't hit play it was there and i'm like all i gotta do is I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Too many at once. Yeah, dude. Oh. Which uh, we can segue perfectly into uh, Aronofsky's next one that extremely affected my wife as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother. Yes. Oh, God. We have to talk about Mother. Do We uh, watched that. I, no. That is the most that. Mm. high, like, high anxiety causing movie of all time. That is a horror film. It I is. Did, Absolutely. It is. I just didn't realize at some point the movie like injects you with the drug. You don't know because the movie goes on a pattern of buildup and suspense and suspense. And then it's like the movie did a line of cocaine. And goes way off the And then rails. shot itself with, <laughs> or then like shot itself with heroin and did meth because the movie goes more off the rails than I have ever experienced a fucking movie going off the fucking rails. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to say what's, pro- I'm, I'm sure it's obvious to everybody on this panel, but you do realize it is a, it's a satire for society. That's fine. No, but I mean like literally society will grab onto something. Yes. And then they will bastardize it to the point. They will worship where, it and bastardize it. Absolutely. To the point where it becomes what's hurting society. And literally in the movie, you see that, like, they're nice, they bring people in, and, you know, they're helping people, and then all of a sudden he's a savior, and, like, all these people show up, and it's like, oh, great, and then because all the people showed up, what happened next? It's like, mass fucking war, because now they're crazy about and this dude who showed up, and that, that's literally, that, that has just, happened in society time and time again throughout the centuries. Yep. And that's fine. It just, I wasn't expecting it to be so blatantly, like, fucking I love war season. No. In the face, there, fuck that. That's, I, that is how admit, that works. I like, there is a scene that is very disturbing that bothers me, and as a parent, it's very hard to hear. And like mm, when they're oh, passing yeah. the baby around, that scene. Oh, it was rough. No. If I was, do ever watch it again, there will be a 15 second fast forward jump because yeah. that I shit. Yeah, that, that I don't blame good. you. It's my like the my wife will never watch sleep. that again. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So me saying that. I'm not trying to take away from how like literally horrific that film was, but I'm also saying as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is like outside my front door. Like you see that shit, you see it. It has happened repeatedly, and uh, actually, that to me that makes it more that makes it more scary because it's like it's definitely a a satire, you know, on on the concept, but it 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 happens. It has happened Mm -hmm. over and over again. I can't say that I like the movies bad or anything of that. It's just one of those things when you get to the credits, you're just it, it look, he got exactly what he wanted, which is you stare at the credits for a few minutes and if you're watching somebody go, what what did we ju- what was that? Like you're 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 having a few minutes of just trying to process all the shit that just went down. So you know what? I gotta get him props, you know, like it's <laughs> now that's a rewatch movie. Honestly, this is one of the reasons why I love film. Is because any movie that has the power to evoke such a visceral emotion, whether it be sadness, and like then, if yes, I, I yeah. watched a Deer Hunter at the end of the Deer Hunter, I fucking ball my face off. Yeah, every time. This movie will make you so anxious and and just put you on edge with everything that's going on, all the buildup, everything around uh, the wife's character. I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, no, yeah, but. 
I mean, everything she's going through, she's just like, please just get them out of my house. And like, it just builds and builds and builds. And it's just this epic feeling of just like, oh my God, I need a fucking Xanax. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're right. The entire movie, it's like, no, the like Jennifer Lawrence's character knows like, no, get them the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, this is our house. We moved out here so we could do our thing. And all of a sudden you're paying more attention and it started off as like, you're paying more attention to the guests that you want to help than me. And then it is built, built on that. And the whole time she's just like, I just want, I just want your attention. And again, society speaking on a societal scale, like it's, it's, it's a heavy fucking movie. It's powerful. But if you just, but just to watch it for what it is without trying, without thinking with what's blatantly there, it's still like, she's just like, get the fuck out of my house, get out of my house. Like, and all she wants, even when the house blows up is, I, she's just calling him come like find me like y- help. help me <laughs> that movie was amazing it got good rate it got good reviews but i read some really really shitty reviews about it and i'm that, like that, that movie's uh, review that i'm sorry that movie's review proof because no it is a i i it's a it's a viewer's reaction movie what that reviewer felt about it doesn't fucking matter you have to watch it yourself and make your own interpretation of that movie fair all right because if i was reviewing movies so like all right watch this movie and then tell people to see it or not see it i would say my review would be i don't know like that that'd be the mother i don't know that that's my whole review yeah go yeah. fucking see it because <laughs> i don't fucking know watch it make your own opinion i love darren aronofsky but i do think he's a sadist a little bit <laughs> yeah oh no shit <laughs> you think but i think we can sh- switch gears a little bit to something that was a little bit more fun all right not as heavy yeah yeah, yeah. we need to talk about mandy yeah Mandy oh, was good stuff. Man. directed was directed good stuff. by panos cosmatos who did a weird like a few years back he did a weird uh sci-fi horror flick called beyond the black rainbow which i fucking i never saw i haven't seen that i adored it i'm already talking up i I haven't seen it it, it's great it's such a mood piece it's weird and actually mandy exists in the same universe which is kind of cool yeah what yeah, he's good. There's, he's, a, there's he, a shared universe with Mandy because all I've ever seen is Mandy, so I, I'm, I'm interested in that. I need to watch that. The, the, the Mandy universe, yeah. Oh, there's a Mandy. Oh, okay. Like, that doesn't need to be a thing, but okay. Mandy cinematic universe. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be a thing, honestly. It's fucking, that movie's fucking insane. But Mandy, talk about a movie that goes off the rails. From the get. In amazing way. It yeah. does. You know, it's this loner guy, well, not this loner guy, but this like subdued dude that obviously has some kind of a past with his love and they're together and then this little weird cult comes into the mix and shit gets all fucking sideways and now it's a revenge story. Yep. Whoa. And oh, what a revenge, like, it's like a revenge story to end all revenge stories. That's like, oh. And it's psychedelic as fuck. Oh, yeah. Psychedelic heavy metal revenge movie. It's an acid revenge story. Yeah. There you go. Oh, the visuals in it and... And then just the ridiculousness, like the fucking giant chainsaw battle and shit yes, like that. Though. It's, yes. it's like psychedelic fucking metal. It's the best way I can put it. <laughs> it's like if you took acid and then went to a Slayer concert, all right? That's the best way to describe that so, shit. So, all right, for listeners that know this band, they had a short run. They only had two albums. They basically, it's Acid Bath. There okay. I, I was going to correct you to like Mastodon, maybe. But, yeah, Mastodon. But, no, oh, say, they were prog metal with like a massive acid trip. Okay, there you go. The sword. Oh, there you go, too. Like Come early on. the sword. I'm saying early the sword. Early. Drop some acid. <laughs> go yeah. see early, early the sword. I was talking about the violent level. Like, uh, okay. the sword wasn't violence. Acid talks about like, like murdering Superman in a phone booth and like masturbating. So it's like, you know, it's, it's definitely yeah, right on the, the alley. Yeah, yeah okay, it's right yeah. the alley of Mandy. Mandy's fucked. 
It's definitely right. whatever band those demon bikers that had the really, yeah. really good Coke. Yeah. yeah. Biker the, meth. Really, really good biker meth. Biker let's, meth. Let's, 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 let's correct that. Yeah. Which, yes. uh, of course, Mandy got into. Or not oh. Mandy, but uh, yeah. Nicholas Cage's Cage character, character got into. <laughs> so, um, th- th- so we, we made it to the far realm of Off the Rails. Now, in this renaissance of horror where so we've gotten this you know we've gotten not only uh revitalizing a new life brought to it we've also seen direct people like just kind of regenerate old school style storylines right i mean look what jordan peele's doing absolutely like get out wasn't necessarily like an original original concept but the way he executed it definitely rejuvenated like that style of bringing it like, cause he brought it again, he brought in social commentary and he also added to like someone being lured away, basically kidnapped. Like if yeah. you look at it at the core of it, dude got brought in there. He didn't know he was being kidnapped. He's being kidnapped yeah. to serve a purpose. That's, that's an old school trope time and time again. Right. Take but, a chainsaw but massacre. That's, you know, that's so what's so great forth. is that you start the movie with your generic kidnapping. Yeah. And then, you do it. the 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 son has the one way, and the daughter has another. Yeah. And you get a quick of quick. Just grab them. Do it. Here we go. And then you have the long. I've got my own way of bringing yeah. people to the. You know. Yeah. The, the reveal of the family's intentions was so masterfully done. Oh god. Because it, it's it's you know. What does the dad say when he gets there? He's like, man, I would have voted for Obama a third time. <laughs> you know, trying to bond with him and everything. And it slowly becomes more and more sinister, little by little. It was so masterfully done. And at this point, all we had seen of Jordan Peele... It's Key and Peele. ...was Key and Peele. Yeah. And, and a lot of those sketches, like, went to the horror side of things. They got dark. A lot of those sketches, hilarious, but dark. But this was so well done, and it deserved every bit of praise it got. Fair. And when I you agree. watch it that second time, the first time you're like, "Wow, these these uh, these helpers are acting really weird." And then you watch it after you know that second time, you're like, "Yeah, they they're just acting like old ass motherfuckers." <laughs> yeah. That first time, you're like, "What's up with that?" Like, "Hello, Dale." Like, that's kind of weird. And then you're like, "Oh yeah, that's how motherfuckers in the '60s would say." Oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then so. We brought this up. This is probably like the fifth or fourth time we fourth. And we time have brought up Get Out us. a lot. No, I'm talking oh, about us. us. Okay, we brought up us more than Get Out. I still need to see it a second time. I've only seen it the once. Yeah, I've only I seen need it once. To yes, because you should. Stop. He hates it so much. I fucking hate that. He hates it so God much. God damn it. My apologies. I'm gonna kick you in the fucking face. I really enjoyed it. I did. No, I. Yeah. I I, I really enjoy the movie. My my biggest statement about it is I I enjoy the movie. It's not Get Out. Like not that I want, right. I, not that I wanted the same story, but the level I felt leaving Get Out versus what I left feeling us was two totally different things. Are we going to talk about suspense and dif- disbelief right now? Because <laughs> that's what I was going to say is like the whole notion of like the reveal at the end being as grand as it was was like wait a minute, yeah, yeah, hands, hands across America, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's what's genius about it is that you expect oh it's this isolated thing you go. Oh, this is a whole ne- worldwide problem. Yeah, yeah, and it <laughs> opens like, that up. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of going off of the Jordan Peele, um, another movie that kind of made an impression on me, um, done by a comedian, Quiet Place. Oh fuck yeah! Yes, that definitely yes. add, added some added some suave. They brought, he brought look... some fucking shit to with that movie. That a Quiet Place was awesome. I remember and watching in the theater where 
everybody knew it's when to be quiet. It's perfect watching the theater. It's like, perfect because it, most of the time you get some people doing whatever. Because of the way the movie's made, you feel like an asshole for having a bag of M&M's. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody's totally. quiet as fuck. And I remember watching it, and I just slightly tore. It was shh. And usually you might sort of hear it. That shit fucking echoed because every single person was quiet <laughs> as fuck. Yep. I, I saw people struggling not to call, like like they like walked out of the car because you didn't want to be that fucking person. Nope. What a brilliant freaking like piece of cinema that was. Oh yeah. The only other time I've ever been in a movie theater that's been about that quiet was when I saw fucking Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. At a, mm. at a ghetto-ass theater in Woodbridge, Virginia. <laughs> and because it had subtitles, nobody was talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, with the amount of times I have issues with uh, kids talking, you know the one movie I did not have any complaints on? Quiet Place. There yeah. you go. So they need to yeah. make more movies like that. But Excellently made. Yeah, suspenseful as fuck. Oh, yeah. Now... This is going to be kind of a hard term, but we're getting closer to the end. I want to make sure we mention this. It's been a movie that it is a movie that really heavily impacted me about two years ago when I saw it. Um, that definitely didn't doesn't really tie into any of the things that we've talked about so far, as far as the movies that hit certain notes that have been new and original and put you through the paces. The, the fucking green room, bam! That fucking movie, like think about it. All the movies we mentioned, it doesn't touch any of that. It's just like a straightforward. Like, I'm putting a fucked up situation, I'm around yep. fucked up people, and bam, shit goes fucked up. And that's what you get. I like, love from, that like, movie. I love it so much. It is horrifying in the sense that it is so fucking real. Yeah. Yeah, you're stuck. I mean, because they're on the no right? fucking nowhere. There was no, like, there was nothing like, it wasn't, it didn't start off as thinking it was going to be a horror movie. Like, always in the movie started off kind of on a note where, you know, musically or whatever, there was something. Green showed off, they're a band, they're playing, they're just shooting the shit, they're sleeping in fucking cornfields in the van. Like, then all of a sudden it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, it's on. oh, well, there's right. there's Captain Picard. He'll fucking help me. Nope. No. He's a Nazi. No. Yeah. No. That had to have been a hard sell. <laughs> I know. And no, honestly, it was so good, though. Was, I honestly, so I think the director, Jeremy Solnier, I think is his name, he did this revenge movie called Blue Ruin right, oh, right that, before, dude, which is outstanding as well. movie, yes. It's not really a horror movie at all. It's really just a straight up revenge movie. But I'm sure he was like, hey, uh, Patrick Stewart, can you watch this? And I want to make this movie about neo-Nazis and I want you to be the head neo-Nazi. I can't imagine how that pitch went. Because, <laughs> like, how do you get Captain Picard to be, like, the head neo-Nazi? Yeah. yeah. Neo-Nazi drug that's dealer. That's a tough sell, like, dude. Holy shit. Talk about... But he killed it. Oh, yeah. no. He, he, was, he was terrifying. Yes. Everything about that movie was terrifying. Everything. Oh, such a good movie, though. Holy shit! Oh, yes. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to mention that because that definitely goes under the realm for me. It was it's a horror movie, through and through. Oh, it definitely is um, horrific. Yeah, yeah, you know. it's a horror movie. Uh, one of the uh, last one I pretty much mentioned something I just discovered came out this last year. Ready or not, still haven't watched that. But I haven't I, seen it on, either. It's on the list. It's so much it's, fun, but yeah, it okay. has. It's it's almost like I don't know a mixture of Clue meets Your Next is the best way I could almost that's put awesome, it. Like, like yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and the ending is fucking spectacular. Like yes, so okay. I'd put that in there where it's not your basic like you watch it and it's got some good kills in it, but there's just kind of this kind of extra level of fun with that movie. Okay, no, I, it's it it is definitely on the list of things that I want to see. That I'm planning on watching this year. I want to mention a couple real quick. Okay. Um, there was a movie that came out 
in 2016 called The Love Witch. I haven't seen that. Uh, by a director named Anna Biller. And if you can imagine the most lush, technicolor, like overcolor saturated movie that looks like it came out of like 1969 during, during the... And it's about this woman who is has like a love potion spell and she seduces men and kills them. It is such a out of time movie. It feels like it was made by Russ Meyer in 1969. Okay. Like on an acid trip. It is so gorgeous. You got to watch it. That's all I'm going to say. It's fucking amazing. Like just as a piece of cinema, like just something to look at. It is a feast for the eye. And that's The Love Witch. It's called The Love Witch. Okay. We'll we'll watch the trailer after we wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and then very briefly, uh, I just want to mention two movies that um, are kind of like on the horror sci-fi end of the spectrum. Um, Under the Skin by Jonathan Glazer. I think that was 2013. And then um, Annihilation. That, Annihilation was amazing. That came out in 2018. That was, uh, speaking of one, uh, speaking of what that fed off of that was older, that doesn't really fit into what we're talking about in the newer years, but that's that's hardcore Event Horizon feel. Oh, absolutely. In, in Annihilation. But it was it was so gorgeous to look at. Like the oh, it was actual, uh, it was based on a book. I never read the book. It was a trilogy of books, actually. Is it? But I think the movies might have gotten slighted because it dropped the same day as a Marvel movie or a Star Wars a Marvel movie. No, it dropped. I think the same week as Solo. It's like a Star Wars movie. Something like that. So I think it, I think it got shadowed by something because I know somebody that's read the the novels and there it was. I think it, the the movie dropped. It was supposed to be. With the hopes of doing all three, all three books, it was going to be a hard sell anyway. It went because you know I think it was kind of banking off of like um, uh, the Arrival movie, like Dennis Villeneuve's. Yeah, but it's two. It's like it's like sense. apples and oranges. It's two different but, movies. But this is a much harder. It was rated R, like more horrific movie. Yes, and it delivered. It oh. was terrifying. They yes. get they get it into has the some shit in there that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, well, they get into the un, it's the unknown that is that is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that like people in this area that were living there got turned into plant people plant mannequins you have like, like a half what, what the fuck? half cow half pig half oh that bear wolf bear what was that, that yeah it was like a half bear half pig that half sound? something yeah that it was ridiculous that thing was terrifying yes that sound coming <laughs> yes, out of it, it was <laughs> definitely just well, embedded in your head and early like, on you had like a half something half crocodile like alligator yeah. what the fuck was that no I, and right I, I appreciate sci-fi horror so much um, and it really fucking delivered. It did. No, like, I, I agree. It did. That was a solid movie. I feel like that movie didn't get what it, it didn't get what it deserved, honestly. And I would say the only other thing that I would say is that, um, there are very few people doing, um, homages to like the actual giallo genre. Uh, there's a couple directors. Um, I think they're out of, uh, the Netherlands, Helene Cate and Bruno Forzani. Uh, they did a movie called a mare in 20, 2009, but the strange color of your body's tears from 2013 is the most gorgeous, like, like modern giallo. Ooh. I mean, cause right now we're not, we're not going to dig into these movies, but we're kind of mentioning things for, yeah. for the listeners. Uh, not in that, not in that realm, but you're making, you're making me think of another movie that came out that I really dug was let the right one in. Talking A- about artistic fucking film. Absolutely. Let the right one in, not the, one that came out more recent, the original. The original the, one, yeah. Uh, uh, was it Swedish or was it... Um, yeah, I think it was either Swedish or Norwegian. Norwe- yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, one of the two. That movie was fucking horrifying. And oh, it was amazing. 
That's another one of my favorite vampire movies. Oh. Yeah. But it, talk about taking away from the mythos of vampires. Like, that was a gorgeous movie. It was. You know? It was suspenseful, and it was deeply unsettling. So there is an American version that came out in, like, 2013 or 14. With yeah. Chloe... Yeah, whatever. Moritz. Grace Moritz, yeah. yeah. Chloe, I make the remake. original the one that came out in, like, 09 or 2010. Yeah. Roughly was, around that. It was more hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> I just watched that last year, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, I've been sleeping on this. Oh, and uh, mommy, ah, mommy. We didn't even talk about uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Good night, mommy. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, That's you know, no, no, the twins. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mom has like a uh, an accident, and so she's like had plastic surgery. So she's in like this weird like facial reconstructive oh. mask, and I don't want to spoil it because that movie you need to watch. It, it's fucking. It, it's pretty terrifying. Okay. It's fucked up. Is, I, I got the title right. Good night, mommy. Right? Isn't that good night, mommy? Yeah. yeah. That came out like 2016, 2017, roughly. It's been on Prime. It was been on Prime for a while. Um, I don't know if it fits, but it showed up on a list. Uh, it comes at night. Did you guys see that? Oh, eight twenty four. I've got to mention that. Yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. I need to see it. I yeah, haven't. Good. I haven't I got to it yet. It's but, really fucking but good. But it seemed it seemed to pop up on a lot of the lists that were referencing movies of this kind of style, like mm-hmm. the new renaissance of horror flicks it's good so, yeah I, yeah i, went, I went and saw it it's good it fits okay. that's a movie i just forgot to bring up it's another a24 film fucking solid i recommend it comes at night what about the babadook do you think it fits in in this that is a new style of horror i feel like oh yeah, babadook? yeah. I, I think so it's kind of a monster movie but it was it was more contemporary and i, I it was definitely thought, psychological i feel like I, there's a lot of psychological there that's what i really appreciated about it. yeah that's yeah, something you question whether yeah. like for a little while with the mom being the way she is. What Especially exactly? at the end, too. Yeah, you're exactly. like, wait a minute. No, this is clearly... At the end, I feel like you're clearly like... If people that walked out and said, which one is it? You didn't get what was going on because at the end, I, you're, it's clearly like, no, this is totally like a mind fuck they were trying they were they were working yeah. through that's uh, that's what i walked out for. and i appreciated like the illustration and stuff that they put into the movie oh with- when you saw it it was mimicking the illustration yeah i know like, and it was beautiful yeah right? yeah I, I i like that i did i did like it a lot of people that movie got a lot of shit at first it's got a co- it's got a following now but when it, like at first like it did catch a lot of flag well like, i mean the first few months it was out the thing about a lot of these films is that they're uh, sort of uh they're trying to evolve the genre because we've had slasher flicks that we all love we've had a a formula of horror for years and years and years yep that has been satisfying and great and we all have our favorites all over the place but bringing bringing the horror genre into this sort of higher cinema has been a tough road and it's really only been happening in the last 10 years or so yeah and i appreciate it more than most like we all do because we're getting to see these flicks that are well they're not flicks they're 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 films in a sense because they're really really like delivering yeah on, on all aspects and they're getting the acclaim that they need finally so that more can be made which is what we're seeing and i think that for uh all intents and purposes all people are having trouble like calling this a horror film because it is new it is like a breath of fresh air people are watching these and not associating them like no this is a horror movie just because it's not a dude in a mask or yeah. it's not like zombies or whatever people aren't associating like no there are other things that are horrifying and these movies are proving like this shit's fucking scary we are this is a horror movie and i love that because now hopefully that just becomes the thing like when people think i'm making a horror movie they don't think about having to have a slasher they don't think about having have some said killer or multiple killers to make this a horror movie like we're getting that you can just have like a story 
delving into the human mind and that can be horrifying you know in a lot of ways horror has always been one step past porn when it comes to you know <laughs> film critics and you know cine well, cinema 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 culture <laughs> stuff like that yeah i mean yeah. and it's been mostly ignored by a lot of the awards folks but this is forcing horror to actually kind of come into the mainstream mm -hmm. which i love and it it's about goddamn time no it, it and it has it is it's about fucking time i mean fuck it's been only what i don't know almost 100 years <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> almost. We're like ninety years into horror since like what thirty one with uh, and there was silent films before that, so it's basically been a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. Finally, um, for actually being Oscar Oscar nods for horror films. Goddamn right. That's beautiful. Like, well, Jordan Peele won the uh, great best screenplay in Oscar for Get Out. Yep, and he was Fucking nominated. A. I mean, he was even nominated for director. Yeah, he he was nominated. But I'm saying a horror a horror movie actually won an Oscar. Yeah, that's awesome. The screenplay, the screenplay ones though. Sometimes you can get away with. To me, him getting even just nominated for director on his first movie for a horror movie was a huge fucking deal. Oh, it's huge it, no, it, because it was, especially that doesn't with the Oscars. Happen. That's a biased shit. It, oh, yeah. But I'm saying it doesn't happen that way. Like I, I expected him to win the screenplay, but him winning, getting that, even just getting that nomination for director, best picture, again for a horror movie doesn't happen i mean nope. the one you have to look at before that is what silence of the lambs yeah honestly yeah yeah besides that it just doesn't happen and then margaret silence of the lambs is an actual horror movie mm -hmm. when it first came out right because right? it, it helped with you know the right, acceptance right. of the film it was a thriller it was a thriller no, it's a fucking <laughs> dude you do do fucking skins never mind it's a fucking horror movie it's basically like psycho on steroids because yeah. <laughs> um so uh we just wanted to give you guys just a good conversation on all these. If you've if you've been like on the fence about seeing some of these films, you weren't sure. Uh, no, these are all one hundred percent horror movies. They are a newer uh, evolution of. They're an evolution of horror, and I love every single one we've talked about. They are. They have scared the shit out of me. They left me feeling unsettled. They left me feeling anxious. They left me feeling nauseous, and that's what I fucking want in my cinema. That's that, that that means the director did his fucking job. So if you want that, if you want true art, like these are movies, you know, pretty much everything we talked about except for it follows. Fuck it follows. Just want to yeah, say that again. Ignore that. Movie. <laughs> everything Don't else give we it talked any about. Money. Give it follows <laughs> no money. Everything else we talked about. Definitely check out. Um, if you have a copy of it follows, um, you, I mean, you could break it in half or. You I don't burn know. it. Yeah, um, whatever you want to do. Skeet shooting. Yeah. Skeet you, shooting. Coasters. Everybody needs yeah, you coasters. Can, you, can, you, can Gabriel, you can Gabriel burn it if you want. It doesn't Gabriel really matter. Whatever you want to do with it. So uh, I just, I was worried because it sounded like you almost accidentally recommended it follows. No. So I had to make I, sure to just add that in. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah, call. Yeah. You need to be careful, man. Now, uh, so. We're almost done, but of course we've got our uh, we've got one more little segment. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about our sponsors. We've got Amazon.com. Uh, every single fucking movie we have mentioned is on Amazon.com because Lighthouse just dropped. That's the newest one we have mentioned, and that one literally just dropped a DVD. What like a week and a half ago, something like that. I gotta buy that shit. You need to buy that shit because um, I just bought it digitally yesterday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so every movie we've talked about, it it's it's available. If you go through our link at gipodcast.com, go up to the right, uh, you'll see links. Click on links. Go through. Go to that page. Click on Amazon.com. It'll take you right to our page through Amazon. All you have to do is log in and shop like normal. The only extra step you have to do is go to the gipodcast.com and click on links and go through our link. Everything else, 
you shop like it's it, it's the same. Nothing extra to you. We get a little kickback. And I know you want to check out all these movies, so you may, you might want to get on that and just buy, like, it's what, like 12 movies? Like, go ahead and buy all them janks. You know what's coming up? Tax refund time. That's right. <laughs> you know where to spend, spend your money. your tax money Sounds on like Amazon.com. Like Through that link. Specifically waits for that. Yeah. Come on, tax money. Tax time. Yeah, but seriously, buy all them shits. They're all fucking good. They're all worthy of being on your shelf. Um, our other sponsor is tpublic.com. Today, so this is a week before you're pro- to like a, t- a couple weeks before you're going to hear this episode, we just dropped a new design. A fucking kick ass yeah, design. It fucking kicks ass. Like, Hell so yeah. for the Geeks on the Influence Network has been going strong for almost five years. It'll be five years on, in, on April 20th. I know. Go figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and we decided, uh, we, well, the co runner decided to create a new design specifically for the five years and it's fucking awesome um go to gipodcast.com click links again go go through the t public link and it'll take you right to our merch page and it's the newest design and it's just gui with a fist holding a mic and it says five years on the knuckles like it's a tattoo and below it in a banner says join us or die it's a fucking rad design i already ordered a couple things just saying um because you know that's what i do yeah i'm a nerd i like my shit and he and and Mike the Hobbit killed it with this design. It's fucking awesome. So outside of that, don't, don't talk him up too much, man. man I gotta gonna, give him props. He made that his, shit, dude. His noggin's already you too big. It? No, I couldn't. Okay, fucking then made fuck it. off. Uh, so his head's already too big, man. Come on. So um, there are other designs too. Every every show on the network. So we've got ten shows. Every show on the network has his, has its own design, as well as we've got one offs like y'all motherfuckers in Odin. Fuck Michael Bay. That's a favorite of mine. And uh, yeah, the main <laughs> podcast has like five or six different designs. So we, I think we took the Halloween ones down. So I think we're up to like 30 right now. I think we were at like 33 or something like that, roughly. So we're like 29, 30 right now. So yeah, go on there. You can get shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get the tapestries, pillows, notebooks, like ton. It can get on everything. Beer coo- no. 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 Fuck you. <laughs> I want my goddamn koozie, motherfucker. I want my koozie. I debated if I was going to fuck with it. Yeah. No. Dying of fire. Continue. 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 Anyway. So, uh, yeah. That's our main merch. We do have merch that we have at live events. So you can do podcast.com or follow us on all our social medias. You'll see what live events we have around town in Richmond, Virginia. We do have hats, koozies, that of our, our own koozies. Yeah. And stickers. Fucking right. we sell at live events. So if you want a GUI koozie show up to a live event you'll get you, you can purchase one all right and so with that it is time for stone the host all right so stump the host is a rapid fire trivia segment where we ask the guests to bring six questions and basically hunter and i just could talk about you know swinging dinglings you know Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He hates that. He hates when I say that. But it's true. So, and it's rapid fire. So it, it means that if the person asked doesn't answer it fast enough, uh, it's timed out and the other guest gets. Somebody can steal. Steal it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Groot, you get to just decide which one goes first. Uh, you're going to go first. Uh, Low fuck, down. Yeah. Fuck me. All right. Yeah, I like those oh, odds. I'm ready for this. Yeah. I did really good on the metal trivia. I listened to it on the radio over here because I was I have, I have a satellite radio and they had like a metal trivia. I'm like, I know every one of these fucking Are answers. Are you pre like hyping up in case you lose? Like, well, I would have gotten the metal trivia. Maybe. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> I'm gonna say right now that that 
There is I'm a question I'm for, for each of you. Oh, God damn We it. went into so much in-depth with talking about these movies. All, all these questions are from these movies. Motherfucker. That we were talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, well, I feel better right. now, actually. There's actually a it's gimme. An open book test. There's a gimme question for each of you guys. Okay. So, so okay. you guys but pretty much I... have a free point. All right. All okay. right. All right. God so we're going to start out. Low down. Yeah. In Hereditary. What art form did Tony Collette's character do? Oh, she did a dollhouse. I don't know what the name of the accurate name, but yeah. she made dollhouses. Yep. I think we need yeah. the actor. It was like, it was accurate. like miniature, miniature, art giant, sculptures. On, on large scale dollhouses. Judges, do we count like, that? It was like old school, God like dioramas. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, giant, like giant size. But they were gorgeous. Oh, they were fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. yes. Boom. Point. Point, mm, sucker. Son yeah. of a bitch. Okay. Said dollhouse. <laughs> the head in the dollhouse. Hunter. In Mandy, what important garment of clothing was Nick Cage missing during the bathroom freakout scene? What garment? You mean his pants? His pants. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. He had All his right. baseball yeah. shirt on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had his tidy whiteies. No pants. No he pants. Had, he had socks. No, no pants. pants. I was like, please, mistress. <laughs> Point right over there. All right. Uh, Lowdown. Yo. What actor played three roles flawlessly in the up in the new version of Suspiria? Mm, I'm just all right, rapid fire, Hunter, if you know it. I unfortunately haven't seen that movie yet, so oh, okay. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I can't I can't remember okay. the name. So that's a that's a wash. That's a wash. Uh the right. answer was Tilda Swinton. God damn it! That was the only person I knew that was in it. Fucker. She played Madame Blanc. She played yeah. Helena Marcos, like the cult leader, and mm-hmm. also the old doctor, male doctor. She played all three of those roles. Wait, Tilda Swinton played the old male doctor? Uh huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, she like, played three fuck, fucking roles. That's what I'm talking about for some good makeup. I know, dude. dude. And, she, and did she crush it? Yes, yes she, she did. It. Yes, she crushed it. All yeah. right, well. When I found that out, I was question. like, holy fuck balls. That's a good question. So. All right, and here's the uh, here's probably the gimme mm-hmm. for uh, for Hunter right now. Jordan Peele became the first black winner of what category of the Oscars for Get Out? So we just talked about uh, it. Yeah, that would be a, I believe original screenplay. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Yes, we, just, right. we literally just talked about that. <laughs> All right, dude, I wouldn't know that shit if I we know, had talked. Sure, about yeah, it. sure, whatever you ever tell yourself. So Hunter has two. You got one. Yeah, that's okay. Because mm-hmm. you're about to get. He means you're about to get out. Because this again. is your gimme right now. Oh, okay. Let's we went go. over this. Fuck that up. In Midsummer, what tool is used to finish off one of the ritual suicides? Oh, like a giant battering ram. It's like a long. It's like a. It's like a hammer, but it's like nine foot long. I don't know, Correct. Judges, it's, judges. It's a gigantic right. hammer. I, I. I looked to me like a battering ram. It was like old school, like Flintstones, giant, like <laughs> round wood piece attached to another long wood. So just piece. say, just say the Flintstones car. Waka waka. All right, yeah. so we've got two and two. Yeah. Oh man. Two and two. All right, we're getting down to it now. Yeah. All right, uh, Hunter. Yes. In a quiet place. What device is modified to emit a harmful sound to the monsters? I believe it's a hearing aid in the girl's ear. You are correct. Yes. Oh. More specifically, it's a cochlear implant. All right, assisted. now. Come it's on. A, it's a yeah. hearing aid. He but, yeah. said dollhouse. It's All a right. hearing aid. I, I'm agreeing. I'm I giving know, this to you. It's a hearing aid. <laughs> All right. Judges. So, Judges. We actually don't need the tiebreaker because you missed the one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's three to three two. Three to two. Yeah. Wow. Could you say that again? Who won that? Because uh, I, I, I think I, I didn't. I don't have my hearing. I think Hunter. In, so. Hunter, oh, okay. you won one. Yeah. Only because I didn't ask you a question from a movie you hadn't seen yet. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But also, <laughs> if you had asked me, I, had, I have seen it, but I did not know she played the doctor either. I, I, I honestly. Maybe now going back and rewatching, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, it's totally sweating. But like originally watching it, nah, I couldn't tell. Now, it's hard to tell. Like yeah. honestly, the doc, the makeup's good. I, I will give low down props because I I did a one time blues the trivia and um, Hobbit had asked questions and I was calling shenanigans and my uh, other podcast mate here for Beautiful Disasters was the one reading the questions and I did win and you didn't call any kind of shenanigans. I'm not so petty I appreciate like you, that. Hunter. Yeah, I'm no. not petty like you. It's fine. <laughs> and also. We're get um I am getting ready like previously to this episode coming out the where we stand is be, is has already been put out so uh, Oh, that's why. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm going to play catch up now. Fuck. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. So oh, we don't you know. we don't need the tiebreaker. Do you want it for fun or no? Uh, no, I mean we, I mean, we can do it for fun, but then it would just tie us if I get it right. <laughs> it's not counting. Let's see if I know it. Yeah, it's uh, I won't even answer. He gets it. Yeah, okay. That just so you know, yeah. how, make you feel better. How many horror films can you name? Or not? Not can you name how many four horror films have been nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? For Best Picture? Oh shit! Um, do do do. I'm gonna do, all right. Do, I'm gonna go do, with do. <laughs> five. It's a very good guess. Actually, six. God damn it! Oh yeah. So but if you were going for closest, unless you nailed unless you nailed six, that would have been it. Uh, any guesses on any of the titles? Exorcist. Yes. Exorcist. That was the Did first one. Do we decide if Silence of the Lambs counts? Yep. Silence that's of the Lambs two. counts. Um, get out. Get out. Get out. Yep. Um, oh, don't Lighthouse. Play. Didn't that get to nomination? No, no. That that's coming up now. Was We're, Psycho not nominated? Was Psycho? Psycho nominated? was not. No, it wasn't okay. nominated. Actually, uh, uh, but really? I, th- I thought. Okay, I thought. I thought I heard rumors about us as a nominated. Isn't? Nope. And was my other question, does Jaws count as a horror Absolutely. Movie? Number yeah. four, Jaws. Mm. Mm. Boom. And two more. my last one, Driving Mistake. No. Uh. Oh, <laughs> dude. It's, I, can't, uh, I can't think the of The other love. two are Black Swan actually got a nominate. Really? Yeah, that's for right. Best Picture. It did. Mother. Mother got nominated? Nope. Uh, oh. The Sixth Sense. Ah, oh, damn. What a twist. What a twist. I don't want to give Shyamalan a ding dong anything. Fuck that dude. <laughs> final answer. The final one was a twist. The twist. It's a twist. <laughs> which, which one's the one that won Best Picture, though? It's Only one of them did. You got yeah, it. Yeah, Sounds of the Lambs did, yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Not enough recognition, but no. it's getting better. It's getting it's better. Getting better yeah. and better Every and better. Year as we go. Just like metal in the Hall of Fame. Eventually we'll, we'll get in there. Yeah. They snubbed a bunch this year. Whatever. Judas Priest, man. And Motorhead. Again. Motorhead. Right. Again. So, all right, so again, Hunter won. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You won. You oh, did. Yeah. That, it's that fine. It happened. Okay. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, all right, got my ass kicked again. I feel like he deserves to be, like, you know, the man, and I'll just, I'll just be a little bitch in the corner. I just want to say, uh, thank you, Steven. All right, I'm probably going <laughs> to cut all this out because I don't want that. That was fun for, the, like, the like one of the episodes. I, know. It's not I just like to now. fuck with him at this point. So, all right, guys, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on, dude. It was a blast. It was a good questions too. I did enjoy that. Yeah, I, awesome guest. Awesome guest. I awesome think the panels. topic. I really wanted to talk about this, and I wanted a podcast to talk it on. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Thank thank you for loving it as much as everyone else does, and having the passion. Right. That's why we're here, man. There's That's a passion right. for this shit. Fucking love it. So until next time, hope you guys dug this. Until next time, we will talk to you later.
us at GUIPodcast.com. We are back for 2020's GalaxyCon happening February 28th through March 1st in the Richmond Convention Center. And uh, we've got six panels for you this time. We had five last time. We've got six for you this time. Five live recorded podcasts and a Adventures in Podcasting panel as well. The schedule goes February 28th at from 5 to 5.50. We've got the Geeks Under the Influence panel. Six to seven on Friday is Smack My Pitch Up. Saturday from 4 to 4.50 is Geek Father. And uh, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. is Beautiful Disasters. That's going to be both showing a main feature film and then discussing it afterwards. They're going to be showing Space Truckers and then uh, showing both Space Truckers segments while talking about it and also segments of other films featuring celebrities that are at GalaxyCon. Then Sunday from 4 to 4.50 is Adventures in Podcasting where you can hear stories about our times uh, with Geeks Under the Influence doing podcasting, stories from other conventions, stories from recording, and insights, information, uh, helpful clues if, if you are interested in getting into podcasting yourself. Then, one of our newest shows, 545 to 645, is From the Mouths of Madness with my co-host from GUI, Lowdown Brown, and Fuck You Hunter, as they discuss the favorite kills from horror movies, I believe, is their, uh, is their subject matter. So come out to the GalaxyCon and the Richmond Convention Center, February 28th to March 1st, and enjoy some Geeks Under the Influence live. It's free with uh, paid admission. Find more information at GUIPodcast.com or any of our social medias. We will see you there. <laughs>